Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate covers fishing and outdoor-related activity from Knoxville, Tennessee to Abington, Virginia, all the way down to Columbia, South Carolina, and everything in between. They are a local magazine with national reach. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate is ready to take you on your adventure to the outdoors. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. Want to keep up with all that's going on with fishing in our region? Pick up the Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina at over 300 locations or visit anglermagazine.com. Let me tell you about Native Watercraft. Native Watercraft, locally made fishing kayaks designed for Carolina waters and beyond. Models featuring the hands-free propel pedal drive system. The new Slayer 12XC, which is perfect for fishing the French Broad, as well as a full range of kayak fishing accessories, can be purchased at the Native Watercraft Factory Store at 210 Old Airport Road in Fletcher, North Carolina. Again, that is 210 Old Airport Road in Fletcher. For more details, Google Native Watercraft Factory Store. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years. With the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. And welcome back for more of Matt and Michelle Outdoors. And um, one of the great things about doing this show, besides the fact that we get to run all around the southeast, and uh, let's see, in the, like we were talking about in the opening segment, just since the last show, we've had adventures in Virginia, Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina. Almost went to South Carolina, but the weather kind of got in our way. Um, but the idea that we actually get to do that as part of our work week is pretty amazing and stunning. So thank you for everybody uh, in your support. But one of the great things that I really love about this show is that we get to talk to different people that are involved in um, outdoor activity and outdoor economy. Uh, the people that are making um, the accessibility and the training necessary to enjoy the outdoors and in many cases people that give you the gear to make you be able to enjoy the outdoors safely and efficiently um, we get to profile them here on that show on this show and so uh, I want to introduce our next guest in that continuing effort and that is Allison Neal uh, with Bliss Running and welcome to Matt and Michelle Outdoors. Hey, thank you. Thanks for Glad to me. have you here and I always start off um, conversations with first-time guests the same way and that is um, where are you from originally and how'd you get involved doing what you do today? Okay. Um, so originally I was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, how I got to where I'm at today is a <laughs> much longer story. Um, so my husband and I, we moved here from Washington, D.C. in 1996. So we've been here for a while. Oh, that, that's the um, same year that I moved to Asheville. Okay. Yeah, it's not the same yeah, town as it was no. then. Still has the same heart, yes. but very different, very every, different in every other way. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, so we moved here in 96, um, how I got to where I'm at now, um, really was basically because I couldn't find what I needed, uh, in running clothes, um, is the short answer. Um, the long answer is, uh, a little bit longer answer. My backstory is that I was never really a runner, um, until my forties. 
Um, so it was something that I never really thought that I could do. Um, but when I uh, did start running and found that I could actually run, <laughs> um, I couldn't find the clothes that I needed to wear. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to design some myself and make them. Yeah, so um, designing them, was it for your own use, or did you start doing that already with the idea that you were going to create a line and a brand? No, definitely not with the <laughs> idea of creating a brand. Um, it was pretty much just for myself and for my friends. Um, but I don't. I just. I actually took a class at Mountain BizWorks, one of their foundation business classes, um, and saw that a business could be viable, um, and it just kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> yeah, so did you have um, Did you have entrepreneurs in in your family or in your circle that may have no, influenced it? Not at all. Um, I was always creative. I always. I, I did go to school for fashion uh, merchandising, so I did have a, a bit of a background in that. Um, and I always was creative. I always created things as a kid. I was into art a lot. Um, and I, I did, you know, when we moved here to Asheville, it was always sort of this far off dream of mine to have a business of my own. I, like I said, I was in fashion merchandising, so I was interested in uh, having a clothing store. Um, but, you know, along came the kids and that sort of got pushed on the back burner and I never really mm. thought about it much anymore. Yeah. No, so something I guess about I, that. <laughs> I did have yeah. that inkling of entrepreneurship, but I didn't yeah. know if I could actually name it. Well, let's talk about running, you know, because um, a lot of people that I meet, for me, I had the attitude of like, I'll run if I have to survive because, you know, if it's a survival thing. And I was in the military for eight years. And so running was a part of the lifestyle and mm. things in the military. Um, but, most people that I have met that run, they've done it for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And when they get into their 40s and 50s, if they're, if they're running, it's because they've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. What drew you into doing that in your 40s? Good question. Um, peer pressure. <laughs> uh, you know, it really was something that I never thought I could do. I, you know, growing up, like running the mile in gym class was like the worst school day of yeah, the year Agonizing, for me. Yes. right? Like, oh, I, mean, I don't anything, feel well. I got a stomach bug today. I can't go in. They're yeah. still going to make you make it up. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that was me. Mom, can you write me a note? You know, kind yeah. of thing. Um, but I was to a point in my life where my daughter, my, young, my youngest child, was in preschool. And there were some moms there who were doing a couch to 5K. Uh, after they dropped their kids off. So I thought, why not? Um, mm. I was sort of in a break uh, professionally at that point, so I had some time on my hands, and I just decided to join them. Uh, and we did. We we started, I believe it was like September-ish, uh, and we were shooting to do the turkey trot in November, Yeah, um, which we did. So that was a total surprise to me. So um, talk a little bit about, because one of the things that we get feedback from listeners of this show is that they're kind of broadening the idea. You know, there's a lot of people that listen to the show that are already involved in the outdoors, and we try to give them good info that they can use and everything. So I'm looking forward to getting into some of the some of the details about bliss running and, and what you offer folks. But also, we hear from a lot of people that are like, huh, I hadn't thought about doing that. You know, we're hearing from a lot of people that aren't active in the outdoors mm-hmm. or are just starting to get reacquainted with it mm-hmm. or maybe adventuring out in different ways. And mm-hmm. so, you know, whether it's running or canoeing or camping or, or just driving mm-hmm. to different lookout mm-hmm. places, if that's the limit of what they can do. But, um, but hearing the impact that people had on, them per- on themselves personally from the way they engage with nature is something that has been really impactful. 
Was that part of it for you? Was it the physical fitness side or, or was there something else about the running that really spoke to you and your experience? I think that um, the first time that I actually ran for 30 minutes without stopping was just kind of like a moment of, oh my gosh, you know, what else have I been lying to myself about my entire life that I didn't think that Mm. I could do Mm. and I can actually do? So I think for me, it just became very empowering to think, you know, for your entire life that you can't do something, but knowing that, you know, you were wrong, you can do it if you put in a little work and a little Mm. effort. Um, And then what that grew into for me is a love of trail running and just getting outside and being in nature, which is for me just very, keeps me sane basically. And just very therapeutic, almost meditative. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, you know, I, People probably get tired of me quoting John Muir here on the show, so I'll just Google and read John Muir stuff, you know. Um, but there is, there is, um, there's something very, uh, I think, deep within us that we're supposed to connect in nature. We're supposed to have that time out there, and if people aren't doing that, um, you miss out on part of what the human experience is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get you know too deep and philosophical mm-hmm. or spiritual about it, but it's a deep spiritual and 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 psychological impact that being mm-hmm. out there has. I think it unlocks parts of what we are as beings mm-hmm. to be out there. Yes, I think there's even studies that that prove that. Yeah, um, yeah just well. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit specifically about bliss running. Then let's talk about uh, what you do and how you do it. <laughs> okay. Um, so I design running clothes for women um, that are comfortable and functional so that it gives women the confidence that they can go out and reach their goals. Um, You know, when I started running, the thought of starting to run was intimidating, but going out and actually shopping for running clothes was just way more intimidating than that Um, because what was out there was just not much. (laughs) You know, just very short shorts, um, things that didn't have pockets, just things that look like, you know, my daughter would wear them or a 20-year-old would wear them. So I just couldn't find the clothes for, for people like me, for older women, um, or just women who didn't actually, you know, fit the mold of looking like a distance runner. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that means is, or translated into, is longer lengths and shorts and skirts, um, things with lots of functional pockets, high waistbands. Um, I just designed something that I knew that I would be comfortable running in because once you start running longer and longer distances, that becomes super important. Um, and if you can be comfortable while you're running, you can reach those longer distances. And, you know, there were times when going back to being intimidated by running, you know, because I didn't come from a background of running and I'd go out shopping for running clothes and I wouldn't find anything that would work for my body. I I just questioned, you know, maybe I should, maybe I'm not really doing this. Maybe I shouldn't be a runner. Maybe there's a reason why (laughs) Mm. I haven't run my whole life. Um, yeah, because the attire has a big deal to do with it. Um, my oldest son, um, also military, we were talking about him mm-hmm. off air a little bit. Um, he also worked for um, he worked for I can't remember the name of the company, but they're out of Portland, Oregon, and it was um, athletic attire mm-hmm. and things like that. And he finally got a chance to design something, and he was designing it for a marathon run that, that was held down at Fort Bragg in North Carolina. So it was great. He was going to be here in North Carolina could drive down Mm -hmm. and see him. Um, but also, um, 
he was saying like the breathability and mm-hmm. and you know where the stretches and where the mm-hmm. tightness are and everything it was a real eye opener to him mm-hmm. to get into the design side a little bit he really enjoyed it but it was an eye opener on how much goes into mm-hmm. the design of of running apparel and athletic apparel absolutely yeah. absolutely super yeah. important um just the, the seams that you know the special stitching that that's required so that you don't get chafing um, you know, over long distances and that sort of thing. What I liked is he gave me one of the shirts and the design the lines, the color and everything were really cool. But what I liked is it tightened me up in the places I need tightening. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I like this shirt. It's pretty yeah. good. You know, it looked all buff and everything. Well, I was like, it's pretty good. And you know? if you feel good in what you're wearing, then it just helps you to, yeah, yeah. to reach your goals, to feel better. Well, he told me that... Um, it was how I would look without that shirt if I would get out and do more <laughs> stuff is basically what he told me on that. Smart Alec. Um, well, let's talk about the business side a little bit, you know, because um, you mentioned something a little bit earlier that, you know, not having entrepreneurial experience really and then accessing some of those great programs and great mm-hmm. organizations here in Western North Carolina uh, like Mountain Biz Works and West Women's Business Center and SCORE and Land of Sky. And there's there's a lot of different groups yep. that are available. But talk about that a little bit because I think that's, that's something that um, to offer encouragement to people to have ideas or there's something where they're like, oh, I'm not satisfied with this. I wish I could do something about it. I think your story might inspire some people to say, hey, right. go for that. For sure. Uh, this, yeah, I, I don't know that if I were not living here in Asheville that, that this would have been possible just because of the community here that is so supportive of entrepreneurs. Um, Mountain, Like I said, I went through Mountain BizWorks Foundation program, and then I went on and took another program called Alpine with them, which was sort of the next level. Yeah, it's a good program. Um, also Scale-up f- is available, too. Right. Waypoint Accelerator. Yes. Well, and which this. I was a part oh, of Oh, you're also. part of Waypoint? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. Thank that, you. <laughs> I mean, you know, our listeners know they're familiar. We've talked to a number of people mm-hmm. uh, that have gone through Waypoint. But you don't get into that program unless you hit certain standards mm-hmm. and benchmarks and everything for yes. your company. So congratulations Thank, on that. Thanks. That, that program was, we just graduated, I guess, last week. Uh, from that program, um, it was really, truly invaluable. Just so much information, resources available. Well, and also I think, you know, you, you talk about the community and the resources available here in Western North Carolina. Thing about Waypoint or even some of the other Mountain BizWorks programs and everything, it's the chance to network right. and build relationships mm-hmm. with other people in mm-hmm. outdoor economy. Exactly. And everybody is truly so supportive. Um, and I think there's just... I guess a sense of community, you know, that that we're all in this together. Um, and then if we can help one another, it's just going to better our community. Yeah. And uh, speaking of community, uh, we've been promoting it. We're going to be out there at it live. But the Gig Fest mm-hmm. for 2020, the Getting Gear Fest, um, is going to be happening at Salvage Station on the 21st yep. of March. And uh, it's from noon till 5. But um, I heard you talking to somebody during the break. You're going to be out there yep. as well. Yep, I will. I'll be out there with um, some of my stuff. I'll have uh, new stuff for 2020. I'll have some seconds. Um, sort of off-price things. Yeah, you know, Michelle stuff. and I, we're always looking for the deals. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be deals for sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. There's yeah, we got to find a way there. to break away from, because we're going to be out there and doing the show mm-hmm. and everything and, and meeting listeners and stuff. Looking forward to that. But we also want to get it around. There's going to be like 35, 40 different companies out there right. at this festival um, on Saturday the 21st. So it's like, yeah, we're excited to be there as hosts of the show. But we also want to get around and see everybody at the festival. <laughs> you know shop. I mean? Yeah. 
And, and if people watch our videos and everything, they know we like to shop. You know, we're always looking for deals. We're hitting the clearance racks, the season end clearance stuff. And, yeah. you know, or, oh, the stitching was a little bit off on this one, 80% off. Yeah. Sold. <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, I'm wearing some it in last. Oh, here, wait, let me. Okay, we're on the wide video. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice yeah, boots, got, right? My big yeah. boots. It was the, those were the star of a video last week. I'm wearing them right now. Uh, but anyway, so um, talk about the Getting Gear Fest a little bit from your perspective for folks on the invite to come out and participate in it. Yeah. Um, well, it's just a great opportunity for us to show, showcase what we have. I mean, there's really nothing like that um, where we've come together like that in this area other than the past ones they've had. But, I mean, I think it's just growing and growing, and it's just a great opportunity to see what is produced here locally. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, this kind of occurred to me in the last couple of weeks is that the gig the gig fest, the Getting Gear Fest, um, it's also for a lot of people that are looking for a way – um, an avenue into outdoor activity, this is a great test drive. Mm-hmm. You can just circle around here and, and maybe you're like, I want to get involved with outdoor activities more, but I don't know what really fits me. I don't know what avenues. I promise you, you go out to that gig fest, you're going to see things you didn't even think about. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and, and you can find, you can you can touch and feel and talk mm-hmm. to the thing, uh, talk to people about the things that you're seeing, but also you're going to be able to ask them about the functionality and the use and locations and what kind of physical demands uh, ranges there are. And in many cases, another, another hook to come out there is from the business world. Um, Many of the vendors that are going to be out there and displays and everything else, the owners of the companies are going to be at those mm-hmm. tables. Yeah, I think say the majority of them. For yeah, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. so from a networking standpoint, guess what? Um, if you haven't figured it out already here on this show and the conversations we've been having, the outdoor economy is really expanding mm-hmm. greatly. It's it's a huge segment of our economy in Western North Carolina, and not just from an activity standpoint, but actual manufacturers that are exporting their goods nationally and internationally, mm-hmm. based right here in the Southern yeah. Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. Yep. So get out there. You know, we all need accounting. We all need, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of services that we as businesses need. So if you want to get out there and start to hopefully build a relationship with a number of business owners, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to think of every hook I can. I want people to come out. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm looking at the time. We're we're running short on time already. a couple of things I wanted to ask you about. One on the on the running aspect. What advice do you have to people that may be thinking, you know, hearing your story and going, "Well, maybe I should relook it. Maybe there is something I do." What advice do you give them to get started in that journey? Um, you just take it one step at a time. Just get out there, even if it's just to go hiking, and did you just slowly run a little bit? Um, have a partner, you know, for me, having that Mm. accountability of having that group of women was really important. I wouldn't have ever probably have done it by myself had it not been for them. And there's some really great groups of uh, women running groups. Is it Just Running? Yeah, Just Running. um, There's the Trail Sisters uh, is a huge, huge group here in Asheville. Yeah, they do a lot. (laughs) They do a lot. Um, And the running community just is huge in Mm. Asheville. So there's always, I think they're is a new program down at Carrier Park where they're starting a couch to 5k program. Um, but just, there's just tons of resources and put RX is also another good resource. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about too is, um, you know, when we, when we look at, um, 
talk about the economy in West North Carolina, Asheville, and um, you said, you know, you don't know that, you said earlier, you didn't know that this would happen in any other community. Asheville's kind of a bring-your-own-job kind of town. We call mm-hmm. it a BYOJ town, mm-hmm. bring-your-own-job. Um, that speaks to the economics of Asheville, but also of the support networks mm-hmm. and the collaborative nature mm-hmm. of our um, entrepreneurial community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the next thing I want to ask you about is advice you would have to folks, especially to female entrepreneurs, about you know, kind of taking that first step. Yeah, I mean, just reach out. There's so many resources, like we talked about, Mountain BizWorks being number one. Mm-hmm. Um, they offer so many different types of programs for where you are on your journey. Um, if you're in the outdoor ge- gear industry, the Outdoor Gear Builders is an excellent uh, group of people. Yeah, even if you want to touch base with some of them mm-hmm. and and ask about an idea. Yep. You know, sure. um, I I have not met anybody yet in the outdoor economy that isn't super excited to mm-hmm. encourage somebody to pursue an idea. Yes. You know, it's really it's mm-hmm. really a great vibe. <laughs> yep. And because we've all we've all been there, so and we just we know what it's like mm-hmm. in Asheville. Um, trying to make it on your own, doing your own thing, and you can't. So it's it is a community effort. Yeah. So all right. And then the final that. thing I want to ask is, as we approach the end of our conversation today, um, which can resume on March 21st at the Gig Fest 2020 out at Salvage Station, March 21st from noon to five. It's free. Um, <laughs> did I get that? In yeah. There? You did. Um, but um, how do people um, find Bliss Running uh, stuff? Are you web based? Do you yes. have uh, how does so that work? So I'm web based. Um, the website is uh, blissrunning.com, and that's B L Y S S running.com. Um, you can also, FootRx down in South Asheville has a few of my uh, pieces in their shop that you can go try on if you'd like, um, but mostly web-based. Um, I will be at GigFest, and I will also be at the Asheville Marathon, uh, which is the day before. Mm, you're going to have a busy <laughs> um, weekend. Yes, busy weekend. So I'll yeah. be there as well, which they have an expo at the Doubletree a hotel in Biltmore there, um, and that's also open and free to the public. All right, very good. Well, thank you so much for being on the program today and for sharing your story. Um, And also, you know, I just think that when people follow their hearts and they do things that impact others, the ripple effect of the blessing it makes in people's lives is immeasurable. So anybody who follows their heart and does that, I just thank them for doing that. Oh, yes, I agree. All right, well, uh, there's more conversation coming up all the time. If you want to check out podcasts of Matt and Michelle Outdoors, just go to mattmichelleoutdoors.com, and there's all kinds of stuff there, gear reviews, um, events, videos, podcasts, stories, features. It's all right there. We continue to expand and grow, so thank you for your support of this program and of each of us as well. So uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.